want to make sure my face is on the re-edited version from now on. Yeah. That's my only stipulation. <laughs> 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 that gets it's me every time. It's brilliant. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We are back for another fully loaded transfer show. Um, lots and lots to talk about. Um, lots and lots to talk about within the fan base regarding transfers as well. And we're going to get into all of that uh, tonight. But welcome everyone uh, in the chat. Um, if you haven't already, get your questions in because your questions will be uh, put forward to our very special guest this evening. But first and foremost, Martin, how are you? I'm all right, mate. Um, yeah, I suppose quick update. Still no shirt arrived from Castore. Um, and I must give a shout out. Paul Oxy, I know he's in the chat. Um, he put a tweet out there about five minutes or so ago um, of some real bad examples. So he was over in the Metro Centre today um, and happened to have a look at some of the home jerseys. He sent me some pictures um, of some of the shirts, and they are diabolical. Um, but I'll, I'll, um, I'll at some point, I, I didn't get a chance to put them up on the show, so he'll probably be shouting at me now. But I will throw them up and forward on his tweet later on. You can have a look at them. And they do include not just us, it also includes um, an Aston Villa shirt with the Castoria badge upside down um, and a Wolves one with the Castoria at the top also upside down and in the wrong colour. So pretty good going from them. Um, but yeah, I can see o o Oxfordshire Mad Ma Mag Mike there says his TH Gate shirt arrived today quicker than most of Castorias. You're not wrong, mate. But yeah, other than that, I'm all good, mate. Um, about a week to go, then I've got a few holidays. I know you're heading off. Um, very, very soon. Um, yes. So, yeah, so it'll, um, God knows what's going to happen to the show. I think that, that kind of, it's kind of down to me and Chris in control, which is worrying uh, <laughs> somewhat, but hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, be, we'll be fine. We'll, uh, we'll make it work while you go and relax, mate. But yeah, all good. Good Let's stuff, mate. Yeah, we, we, always, we always make it work, you know. We do, pal. Always. That's it. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's a, it's it's an interesting time for Newcastle United. Interesting time, and I think we said this a few weeks ago that mid mid transfer window there's going to be a little bit of a lull, and um, and and fans may get frustrated, and I think that's the case. But look, not all is lost, and there are definitely work being done right now with Newcastle United. And look, as we do every single week, we get people on the show that that know their stuff about transfers and, and the activity. And we are absolutely delighted to have um, Graham Bailey from uh, 90minute.com to join us. So let's bring him in. How you doing, Graham? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem no at all. Great. Thanks for coming on. Definitely. So look, um, we'll we'll get down to it. We'll get down to the transfers, and there's already a number of questions coming in um, on social media and in in the live chat as well, which we'll we'll get to at some point. But but first and foremost, just for those that might not um, know too much about you, just give us a little bit of background of uh, of who you are and, and and what you what you do really. Uh, yeah, I'm a northeast northeast lad from Teesside, as you can probably tell. Mm -hmm. um been doing uh been writing for over 20 years started at uh, planet football back in the day bought up by sky spent uh 20 years as news editor um went off to work for a few sunday papers and did a bit of marketing and about 18 months ago um i started linking up with 90min.com who started moving into the news business uh full-time from about 12 months ago and yeah, we've been hammering away. I'm transfer correspondent for them now, and uh, we've um, 
yeah, we've been getting into it there. And obviously, Newcastle, one of my main clubs, uh, being northeast based, um, along with Leeds, I've got a few good contacts which have built up over the years. And uh, yeah, but I cover all, all the major clubs, and obviously, Newcastle very much one of those. Um, I do have an, an in running bet on one of my um, Talking Transfers podcasts, which we run. Um, I do fancy Newcastle to be the highest ranking United in the Premier League this season. Um, that that is subject to them getting a few more deals done. But I do. I am telling the Manchester and West Ham fans that uh, they need to start saying Man United and West Ham United. Um, but also, I'm I'm hoping Eddie doesn't Eddie and the people upstairs don't let me down because they're nearly there. <laughs> nearly there. And uh, tell you what, you you'd have got a number of thumbs up off the off that comment, Graham. That's for sure in the chat because um, we always say it. You know, we are the original United and. Um, when they, others get referred to as United, I think it does rile up the, the Newcastle fan base somewhat. But um, great to hear that and, and great to hear your background as well. And I know you've been, you know, obviously um, reporting on Newcastle for quite a while um, anyway, and I've, I've, I've followed a lot of the work that you've done. So um, with that in mind and talking about that and talking about transfers, um, look, at this moment in time, we've made three transfers. I think there are some in the fan base that forget that we've actually made three transfers already. Uh, in that, you know, Nick Pope is through the door, Matty Target was through the door, and obviously the big money signing in Sven Botman, that big centre back um, that will look to you know revamp our, our defensive unit. Um, how would you assess Newcastle's transfer window so far with six weeks to go? Yeah, I think it started very well. Matt Target was um, a good, sens- sensible deal. You know, um, he could have gone overspent on an untried, possibly more heralded player. But I think I like Matt Target a lot. I think he was outstanding last season. Every deal that he did um, and those above him did in January worked out. I thought I, I loved the business he did. Um, Nick Pope, I think. I think you did need that goalkeeper. And I think Nick Pope is an outstanding one. I like Sven Botman. Um, I think he's got he's got a little bit to prove, but I think he's well suited to England. Um, I've seen a little bit of him, and yeah, I like him. Be interesting to see who he's partnered with. I see yeah. a lot of people suggesting Fabian Shah. For me, I, I obviously I cover a lot of Newcastle games as well, and it, I I don't see how you can not pick Dan Byrne. To be honest, I didn't think he put mm. a foot wrong um, from when he came in, um, and I think Byrne and Burn and Botman would be quite a frightening, formidable partnership. To be honest, I've, I think Fabian Shah's got a rick in him. I'll be honest, I do. I don't think he frightens anyone. Jamal Lascelles, mm. I think he lost a bit of confidence. If anything, I think on his day he's as good as anyone there. But um, I, I think I'd, I'd be surprised if it wasn't Burn and Botman starting the season. I haven't seen much of the preseason. I must admit. Um, and then we go to the rest of it. Yeah, um, obviously I did a piece today. The attack, it, the attack is still a priority. They want a right right winger. Um, I think that's the main priority. They want a striker as well. I think primarily down to Callum Wilson's injury record. You know, I don't think any of us really believe. I think if you get 75% out of him of the Premier League, I think that'd be good, you'll be doing well. And that's not being nasty to the lad. That's just how it is with his career, isn't it? He's had been very unfortunate because he is, he is an England national. He's, a, he's an outstanding player. And I think if you do bring a striker in, it won't necessarily be someone better than him, but he wants someone as good. And, you know, Chris Wood came in, did his job, but he's no Callum Wilson, as mm. I think we, we'd all agree to. Um, and then I still think the centre midfield um, next to Bruno is an area that I think they would like to do um, if it's possible. 
you know, um, Carney at Aston Villa, I'm going to call him, can't pronounce his second name. He's come up on the market. He's an outstanding player. And he's one who, there are players out there who is to come on the market, Newcastle will be in the mix for. Um, Chuck will make her there. I'll say it once. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, I was my to reveal Arsenal and Newcastle joined that hunt for him a few weeks ago. And he's a wonderful talent. He really is. He's outstanding. And I think, I think he's one of the ones who PFI outside the budget they would do that deal. So yeah, they have got a budget they're working on. So and that's partly the reason we're seeing this right wing and attacker stagnate a little bit. But I think if someone like him comes on the market and you can get him for like less than thirty million, because you know he's he's potentially as good as Jude Bellingham. He's not there now, but potentially he's he's a potential world star, this lad. Yeah. So if you can get him now, you do that deal. So I think he's in he's in more in that bracket. And and I would like I think I would like to see another midfield next to Bruno. Um, because for me, I've said this a number of shows, guys. I think Bruno has the potential to be the best midfielder in the Premier League in his position. Yeah. I love him, and he's amazing. He's the best Brazilian we've seen in the Premier League since my hero Emerson. I will there's a nice picture, <laughs> I signed picture of Emerson there, the best midfielder, best Brazilian the Premier League's ever seen. Um for now. <laughs> he, he, and, and so if he can if he can eclipse Emerson, then you know he's doing well. But I love Bruno, and I think Newcastle need to build around him, which I think they are. You know, but I think he could be. I honestly think he will be in the PFA team of the year next year, hundred percent. He's that good, and yeah. that's where, and that's and, that, and, and I'll come, that's where I worry, guys, a little bit about this. The right winger and attacker. I think they are. They're not willing to pay some of the fees. For me, personally, and we'll come on to Musa Diaby. Um, is the is the the player on everyone's lips? They love they love Musa Diaby. They really do. Um, obviously, I revealed a few weeks ago they've had talks to try to get him. You know, the player has said he wants to stay, his intent to stay, but he he is he would be prepared to come to Tyneside. I know I've been told from people involved he would come to Tyneside. And and to be fair, that's why they were pursuing him, guys. You know, right. it's it, it's the whole point. Of, you know, they're not, it's one of these things. You won't be pursuing the player solely because for you, you know, behind the scenes, Musa Derby would be willing. And for yeah. me, I'd take that risk and not a striker. I'd pile all the money I've got left in this budget to get Moose Diaby. If I was Newcastle, that's the way I'd go. Um, you've got Sam Maxman. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I'm not Sam Maxman's biggest fan. I think he flatters to deceive massively. Um, <laughs> these links with Tottenham, <laughs> they're a little bit outlandish. Anyone who looks at Sam Maxman's stats... It's just, you know, guys, since he's been in the Premier League, I don't know whether you are Alan lovers, by the way. I presume you are. But no, I think I'm I'm, uh, I'm two for one here because I think you and Mark are probably on the same same page and I'm I'm slightly um, the other way uh, with regards I said, to it. Since, since he arrived in the Premier League, how many against the current top four, how many goals and assists has he got? Do you think? Do you oh, know? The current top four? Yeah. Uh, how many do you think? I'd say zero. Oh, yeah, I don't think he's got too many, if I think off the top of my head. Maybe well, one. He didn't really matter. He's got one assist against Chelsea in that time. Yeah. And I think that just tells you everything. I think, And, and I watched him, you know, I, I always go there thinking, you know, obviously he was the one gleaming light in that Steve Bruce era, wasn't he? I think which is why he's, the fans love him. And he is exciting, but I watched him. It was a home game against Newcastle, Liverpool I was covering. Mm. And... Um, and I think he went over on his shoulder in the first minute and he spent the next 15 minutes just mourning about it and not mm. involved. But anyway, 
Tell so I think he's part of the current team. I think long term he hasn't got a future. In the, I don't see him involved in long term anyway. But you need that. You need that real top six quality on that side, like a Musa Diaby. And we'll talk about some of the other names um, that you're being linked to, uh, who we can see they're not quite in Musa Diaby's caliber. Musa Diaby is, is a top four player. He's a French international, and I, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for Newcastle fans buy him. I wouldn't necessarily rule him out completely, but I don't think they're going to spend the, you know, at the minimum 55, probably 60, it would take to get him. You made a really good point there. And obviously you brought Seth Maxman into the conversation. I think it's really relevant because... Um, it, it, because especially with us two on. Yeah, definitely. Is that Obviously, you're absolutely right. Alison Maxman divides opinion and... Um, you know, some people say he's not going to make the grade or not quite at the level. And there's reasons to back that up 100%. You've alluded to some of them, Graham, as well, and Martin has over the weeks. Um, but the one thing I'll ask you is, is like you've said, with someone like Musa Diabe potentially coming on the right-hand side, will that maybe take the pressure off him because you've got then two players to occupy the, the, the defensive unit of your opposition. And then all the focus isn't on ASM because what you tend to find, and even in the preseason friendlies, what you tend to find is when St. Maximum's got the ball, you've got three men around him and the teams still know now that if you get men around Alan St. Maximum and you stop him playing, you effectively stop a lot of the creativity in the team. We've got Bruno and one or two other players, but if you bring someone else on the other wing, it's equally or even better capable of producing that. Do you think that maybe that could open up at maximum to have more time and space on the ball? Yeah, yeah obviously to a degree. But, it, it, you know, this is a guy who's demanded a new contract as well. This is the man who's demanding to be paid like a top four player. I don't think we've ever seen top four form out of him at any point in Newcastle. I think I think he was fortunate during that Steve Bruce era that he was there because, yeah, he was the gleaming light, wasn't he? He was in a, quite a negative team that was getting some results. He was often the outlet. I think he has to show himself at the moment. I think Newcastle have got no inclination to give him a contract at the minute by any stretch of imagination. So I think it's up to him to show it. I think possibly, you know, but even if you did bring that right-hand side player in, you know, would it be... Um, then Joe Linton possibly on the left. It's an interesting one. I, I think at the moment, you know, do we see a, a central midfield two, which I think you need to with Bruno. He doesn't, you don't need three in there. So it'd be interesting. You know, I still think um, that number 10, who who plays that, I think I still think I said there's a two or three. You made a great start to this re bit rebuild. But I think Eddie Howe is still that two or three away. But I think that extra outlet, as you say, on, the, on your main attacking outlet, I think that's what he does want to upgrade. At the moment, when Bruno gets the ball, you know, Sam Axman's there. Is he is he pleading for it? Is he, is he stretching that fullback? Or is he just trying to run inside and beat as many men as he can? I, for me, I've not seen a good team performance out of him. I've watched, I watched Newcastle at least half at live at home, at least half a dozen times a year. And I can't remember. I'll have to look back at my ratings. I think I'm lucky if I've ever given him a seven. Now, my, my point on a Graham has been, like, obviously, he's, you know, we seem to, you know, want to invest the time in him team-wise. But I think this this first half of this season is make or break for ASM because he's now three seasons in going into seasons four. And for me, he's, he's, it's, you know, little bits every now and again. And I, and I, and I like my issue is the consistency. I don't, I don't 
for one minute, don't think there's not a player there. And I think sometimes when I have a little pop about ASM, people think I don't like him. And it's not that. But what I'm looking for is even even during the little bit of negativity with the with the you know back end before Bruce went, I'm looking at ASM and I'm going, hang on a minute, you're the star. You're the star man. Listen, Alan Shearer was in some shitty teams, to be honest, with some shitty managers. Performed every single game, barring the odd one. He turned up and he played for that shirt, as did some others, Gary Speed, David Batty, other players who were in amongst some, some crappy teams and players as well. So I think this season for me is, is do or die. And I think if by the January window, ASM hasn't, hasn't performed every kind of single game throughout the season, okay, maybe one odd game, have an off game, but he's got to produce it this half season. If he doesn't, I think we should offload him. Because I don't think he's a team player. And I don't, I know some people may disagree, but I actually don't think he's an Eddie Howe type of player either. No, I, I totally agree, Martin. And and, that, and when I speak about the Newcastle team from now on, I'm talking about a team who have the ambition to finish top six, who should be finishing top six. So that's where I'm coming out from. And is he a top six player? No, not in the slightest for me. Um, I think that's why you see Newcastle not in for Dan Jume at Villarreal, who Eddie Howe used to have. Very similar yeah. type of player. I do, and I agree, Matt, and I don't think he's an Eddie Howe type player in the slightest. I really don't. And and so, yeah, long term, in, in 18 months, will he be at Newcastle? I've, I'm, I'm not sure, sure. And if he does leave, if he does leave, it won't be to a top 14. <laughs> Maybe no, exactly. I'd say you go back abroad, I would think. Yeah. yeah. But um, just an interesting one there from somebody in the chat there said that um, if Elliot Anderson gets a run on that right-hand side, mm-hmm. Maxi won't get back in that team. He won't know. I'm, I'm still hoping that uh, you might send him down on loan down the uh, the one or something. Uh, down, down <laughs> yeah, send him down on loan. It's a short we'll, car we'll, ride. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have him for we'll have him for a little bit um, for one season maybe. But um, yeah, I think Anderson. He's obviously got a great chance of, play, of playing in there. Um, it depends who plays on left. You know, do you play Joel Linton Anderson? I think we could see that at some point. Yeah. Although you know, he's kept he's kept quite a few players. He's kept the long staffs of this world. I think it probably do Anderson the world a good to go. Depends which clubs want him. Obviously, if he goes top of the championship, but um, yeah, it's a, I like Anderson a lot. I watch, I do, um, I do a podcast every Friday actually. It's um, the pre-match where we predict the lower league. So I saw a lot of Anderson actually even for Bristol Rovers, and uh, he was he was spectacular. And you can spot a player whether it's Conference North or Premier League, you can spot a player, and he is a player. And and I like him an awful lot, you know. And um and actually and Anderson, you know, if he played number ten, he could play that role. I'd rather Anderson than Almiron at the moment. I, I think Anderson, I'd like him alone, but yeah, the more I say it, the more I think um it'd be it'd be a greater use in that in that Newcastle first team at the minute. And I'd give him a chance. I really would. I think he's a I, I'd rather him than most of the options available in that last third for uh, Eddie Howe at the minute. And the key is as well to it is that he doesn't even, I think, I'm not sure if you guys already said it, but he doesn't even need to be in the 25-man squad because he's still mm-hmm. uh, he's still only yeah. 19 years edge, old. Yeah. So. And, and the thing, I think, guys, which a lot of teams are realising next season, which is why we might not see as many loans as we think, these extra two substitutes that are allowed. So someone like Anderson, who may not have got as many minutes now, uh, he'll get a lot more minutes because they can throw him on as a substitute at any point. And I think you'll see less Chelsea players um, 
players going out. You'll see less Man City players going out. And people don't realise that these extra two subs, the amount, the, the more Premier League minutes these lads can get is going to be invaluable. So I think Anderson will be one of those, even if he's not breaking at first team, he will see Premier League minutes because of this new rule. Yeah. Um, just I put the comment up there from Richie, um, who says, sad to hear such negativity from everyone. We should be behind our players, given the new situation we're in. I think, Richie, first and foremost, nobody's being negative. What we're saying, mate, is we expect ASM to improve. We're not saying he's not a player, and we're not saying he doesn't deserve to be in the team, but what we're saying is he's got to show that consistency. Pete has always been... From, as, as a top-six team now as well, Mike, we're, 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 talking, we're talking like Newcastle, in my eyes, who should be aiming for top-six next season. Six players. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying top three or top four, but I'm saying six players should be the target for this Newcastle team now. So you you're looking at it from a very... From 12 months on, and this how regime, it's a very different place. So you, yeah, you, the, players have to, the players have to hit that higher standard. And, and, and I think the other thing with that, Graham, as well, to, you know, to, go, to go back to Richie's point, is we've also had further additions into that team. And if you look at where we finished last season, our form was top three. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's before the addition. So I think, Richie, nobody's, nobody's being negative. I think everybody's, everybody's being quite objective. But I think yeah. you know, Pete's been a massive advocate for, for, for the whole season about, about ASM being on the right. And, you know, I've said, yeah, that's great. Get him onto the right. But he needs to perform. He's got to be consistent. He's got to deliver. And he doesn't necessarily. Um, and I think I made a point on one of the shows, Pete, um, way back, which I said, Keith Gillespie, for me, was a far better winger. Because he didn't have to go and beat 10 players to get a cross in or get to the goal line. He could take a defender, move him two yards, and ping a ball around him. And it's put it on. A, it's not even a conversation. He's not exactly. Same, he put it on the same hemisphere three times. Yeah, he's not in the same hemisphere. Exactly. So I think I think Richie, we're not being negative, mate. We're just kind of saying it's make or break for. Um, and there's areas of the teams where when you get better, you do have to upgrade. Yeah. And 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 I know Joe Linton has been great, and then it. But if you are in two years' time, if you want to be top four, will Joe Linton be in the team? Probably not. He's but he's done well. He's trying to get in there. He's trying to do himself well. Callum Wilson in two years time won't be up there because you're gonna you're gonna have to keep upgrading these these places and um from this current team going forward in two years time if you are battling for top four you know who's gonna be who's gonna still be involved Trippier Botman Pope maybe Target Bruno and that's probably it you know and we're talking about progression that's what it's gonna yeah. be guys isn't it it's gonna be yeah. progression. You're absolutely right, Graham. And like you, you know, you alluded to, you know, Nick Pope being a, 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 a position that we needed. You know, we've we we are loaded. I've talked about Sven Botman. There was an argument at one point earlier on in the summer, and um, that you know we didn't need another centre back because we had Dan Byrne playing so well. We didn't need the left side centre back. But I think people have seen in these first couple of performances how much of a higher caliber of player, even at 22, that Sven Botman is. And you're absolutely right. We're we're not saying and. Uh, those that know me know that I support ASM and and believe that uh, I think we should give him another year to give him to get try and get the best out of him. But like you, you and Mott have both said, we need to be moving with the times. And if we're looking at being a top six, eventually top four team, we need to move with players that are on that level, that are moving in that direction. I think you're absolutely right, and there's nothing wrong about that. But the one thing I'll say is that 
anyone that knows us and knows Loaded that wants those boys put on the shirt and they step out onto the pitch, we support them 150%. But it's yep. this is what we this is what we do. This is the Fully Loaded Transfer Show. We have discussions and opinions about players, and it's great that those in the chat, people like Graham, come onto the show, and, and me and Mark are able to talk about it. So the, the one yep. thing is, that's important is that is that um, Graham said that you know we're we're still active in the market, and that was a question mark for a lot of fans. A lot of fans weren't sure whether that was the case but we are we're still active and there's one player that's got a little bit of um you know interest from a Newcastle perspective particularly in the last 48 hours um and it's this man um Jack Harrison um obviously you talked about Musa uh, Musa Diabe and that may be slightly cooling with the potential of it it being revisited later on in the window but Jack Harrison has certainly got a lot of interest um from your perspective Graham, you know what? What can you tell us? What do you know from from the interest of Newcastle with with um, Jack Harrison at the moment? Yeah, just touching quickly back on Diaby. One of yeah. the big issues with him is, and people might not realise, Bayer Leverkusen think they can challenge that title in the Bundesliga this year. They brought Adam Halozek in. They kept Hatchet Schick, who was the one of the boys in the Bundesliga. Bayer Leverkusen have got a wonderful squad and they're really good challenge for the top two over there. So that is part of their thinking as well. So if you do want him, you've got to pay the real full whack. Mm -hmm. Jack Harrison, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I think he would like this move. We know Newcastle like him a lot. They've inquired. I think there's a ceiling as to what Newcastle rate him as. I don't think the same as a £35 million player. Mm -hmm. It's it's what Leeds ideally would want. I, I like him. I think, I think he's a very... He's a very good Premier League player. He will give you seven, eight out of ten every week. He'll score you five to eight goals every year. I think the only thing I'd say with Jack Harrison, and I do I cover Leeds a lot as well, so I do see him. And I think he would suit Newcastle. Don't get me wrong, I think he would suit them an awful lot. I think there's a ceiling to him. You know, I think where which you don't have Derby ceiling could be best player in, in Europe. It really is that high. Jack Harrison, he does have a ceiling there. And I think it's just one of these that they are they are looking at. They do like him a lot. I think his his temperament and his his persona does suit Eddie Howe a lot because Eddie Howe, you know, he he brings players and he wants to work with, and he does his background work on these players. And and so yeah, there is an interest there. I think Leeds are making sure that it's known. I think Harrison, from what we understand, would like to make the move. I'm being honest. You know, Leeds. They have Dan James, they bought Siniestra in. If they get another striker, it's possible this one. It is. If Leeds get this um, the striker, Kilimandu from PSG, who Newcastle like as well, by the way. Keep an eye on him. Newcastle like him a lot. He's a very good player, but he's unfortunately, when you get these good players, he has impressed Christoph Galtier to an extent yeah. that um, he, he might be given a chance alongside. I'm not sure we're allowed to mention Hugo Ekateki, are we? But yeah, he's uh, alongside him. We can. Um, yeah, oh, I, 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 yeah, I've got a lot of place in my heart for Hugo. I was, I was fortunate to be the one to break that Newcastle story. I was going to say you did. You were the first person um, on social media to to break the news that Hugo Ekatike that deal was off. Um, tell um, us a little I, bit about. Yeah, that. well, I broke the interest back in January, and, and I must admit, by the time it came to that deal being off, I feel like I could write his autobiography to be honest, because I, like, <laughs> I was writing the story every few weeks. Yeah, I got, I got word early on that yeah, the the agent was demanding, um, he was demanding bits of the fee, which doesn't usually happen. He was demanding all sorts. The, the player was happy to come. The player was getting a big deal, but the agent obviously had word um, that they could possibly get to PSG. 
I, I still think Newcastle is Sam. Uh, well, you guys want to make Sam silly. I think I still think it would have been a better deal for him to come to Newcastle, build on it. I don't think he's going to get much game time at PSG, to be honest. And he's cost himself a potential World Cup spot. If he came to Newcastle, started ten games and scored eight, he would he probably got the World Cup. Obviously, that isn't the case now. So I think I think it's, but I think it shows that Newcastle's research is there, the scouting department, they trust the scouting department, which I think is a big thing. We're seeing that with some of the clubs, like my night, for instance, the manager's coming in and saying, "No, I want my players, not necessarily the scouting." So I think it's good shows good harmony in the club. Mm-hmm. Eddie trusts the scouts; um, he was right to trust them. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll obviously all watch you quick attack his progress with interest, won't we? But yeah, there's a few. I hope he's got a warm tracksuit. Yeah, exactly. There's a few interesting ones from abroad who who Newcastle still still like. We've seen the boy Mara from Bordeaux, who's gone yeah. to Southampton today. Man is Newcastle. We're potentially looking at Bordeaux's situation. He might have been available for nothing. Um, Bordeaux in danger of going into liquidation. Um, so apparently, and Newcastle with quite a few clubs looking at that situation. I don't think he'd have come in and threatened Callum Wilson so much as Ekateke would have. Uh, Fans say he's not quite that level, and so yeah, um, it's interesting. One back to Harrison, though. Yeah, I think it's one to keep an eye on. He's very much one in in that on that on the radar. And Newcastle have tested the water, seeing where it's at, and and it's not over that one. But we'll have to see. What, it'd be interesting to see what Leeds do over the coming weeks, and that may help grease the wheels of Harrison getting out. Um, but Matt, I think this window as well, guys, I want to keep an eye on. It's very unusual, this window. It ends at the start of September. But we're already beat five or six Premier League games in. There's going to be a lot of players who become available here. Normally, we're about two weeks in. But this time, we're more than twice that. So there's going to be players who thought they were part of the first-team setup who will soon realise a month into the season they are no longer part of that. So there will be some players who become available now, not just Newcastle, for all these clubs who are thinking, wow, I didn't think we could get this lad, but now he wants out and he's available. So I think it's going to be a really, really interesting window. A month a month from now, there's going to be some players who start the season thinking, right, I'm first choice here. And then a month in thinking, wow, I'm not getting a kick here, so I want out. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, and this is the this is the law that we talked about on Loaded. We've talked about for a few weeks now, and that we always knew, and um, that there was going to be a little bit of a down uh, a downwards moment where there wasn't really much going on in, in terms of players being close, bids being accepted. We had that real rush of Pope target Botman saga. Something happening every week. Ekatike, is it is it going to happen? Is it not? We've had this law where there's not really much going on in terms of clear links, and fans some set, small section of the fans because the vast majority know that the situation and what it is. There was going to be this moment, but you're absolutely right. We talked about it. We had a show with with Mitch and Stu um, um, uh, last week where we talked about this and said, you know, later on in the window. For the for the points that Graham has just made is that once the season kicks in and yeah. certain players realise they're not going to be playing every week, then <clears> go <throat> and say, you know, could it be one or two that have got visions of making their World Cup squads for their mm-hmm. um, respective countries and going, you know what, I need to play. And Newcastle go, well, we've got the money. Yeah. We can do the deal. Let's get it done. And we can be at the advantage to do that. I, I think I think we'll see. I think to take Graham's point, I think the Harrison deal is something that gets done last week of a window. In that you know Leeds still may, need to make those moves, and then all of a sudden, okay, Leeds one thirty-five, Newcastle off for twenty-five. There's a deal somewhere in the middle for twenty-seven, twenty-eight. 
you know, with a couple mm. of couple couple of add-ons or whatever else. That's probably a yeah. deal from lead side that gets done. Yeah, is from a Newcastle. I've been interested you guys in Newcastle point of view. Would you would you really want Jack Harrison? I, that's the only thing I, I come in from. I think if you wanted to challenge top six, I think it steadies the ship. I think he's a good player. I say he's a good, not spectacular player. He could strike um, a ball though. He's, he's, he's a, a good, good striker yeah, of a ball. He's a like good he's... player, but uh, you know, um, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd want to. I'd from a Newcastle point of view, you know, having looked at Musa Diaby and been linked to someone, you want someone just with that higher ceiling. You know, I think Jack Harrison is a very good player, and he would. I think I think Harrison would be um, more of an upgrade on Sam Maximum in that you're going to get seven, eight out of ten of him most weeks. He's mm. a very solid player, and him and Target on that left hand side would be very useful indeed. Um, See, but it depends, and it depends what we do with the striker front. Because from my point of view, guy, I think the thing we're holding up the right hand side is the fact that Eddie Howe really, really wants Daniel Calvert Lewin. I think that's the whole thing. I that's that's why you're possibly not seeing all the money being spent on the right because he really wants Daniel Calvert Lewin. That's my belief. That's that's why, and I, I'm I am hearing that from quite a few people. Do, do, so, so do you, do you think that Dominic Cavalloon could be sold from Everton then, considering that Richarlison has already gone? Do you think he's he's someone that could be that that person that we get later on in the window, like you said? Very much so. Everton need money. Um, they've lost their um, massive sponsorship deal through Russian oligarch. Yeah, Everton Everton are in a bit of trouble financially. I think I think Newcastle, as I wrote in the piece today, are just playing playing the waiting game. They've been patient. I think they believe that at some point Everton will take 35, 40 million for him. And it's my belief that I think that's the one Newcastle are waiting for. And then they can go off and do the other winger deal, see what else is available. But I think having Wilson and Calvert-Lewin as you two, I think is a very impressive option to have. And I think and 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 obviously there's no homework on him. We have to as Newcastle fan, you have to trust that Eddie Howe has done his homework. It's clear that he does like him a lot. And I think that will put pressure on Callum Wilson. I think Calvert Lewin, you know, he he is he's a he's a very good player. He is. He's he's a mass look, you got to see some Chris Wood and Callum Wilson or Calvert Lewin and Callum, Callum Wilson. It's a massive upgrade. It really is. Calvert Lewin's capable of scoring twenty goals in the Premier League. He's already shown that. Yeah, I think I think Calvert Lewin. I know some Newcastle fans aren't so sure, but um, it's got to be one easy in Eddie. In Eddie, you, in, 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 Eddie you tr- in Eddie, you trust. You know, look at what he did. Look at all the players he wanted in January. All of them worked out. Even I was skeptical about Dan Byrne. I have to admit, but he's come mm. in and done a great job. I like I like Calvert Lewin. I think he's um, a very very good player. Yeah, is he a top four player? Hmm, possibly not. But is he a top six player? Probably. Yeah. Interesting, interesting one. Um, in terms of that investment, I'll just go back to Jack Harrison one second, and I don't, I don't put this up um, very often. But look, I really like uh, Jack Harrison. When when people have asked me about it before, um, you know, th- uh, I've kind of said, yeah, I, I would, I, I would, I would take him. But this has been my um, question mark on him. So I don't know if you can see the screen, um, uh, Sofa School. So. Uh, it's the heat map just here that 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 that's always been my question mark about him. He can score goals, ten goals last season, twelve goal contributions. I think there was sixteen the previous season. So we know he gives a lot over a course of a season. Like you said, Graham, you will regularly get those seven to eight performances every week. But because he's so predominantly left hand side, and that is where 
Alan St. Maximin always plays. It's a case of what are we going to do? Are we either going to uh, retrain Jack Harrison as a right-hand sided midfielder because he is left-footed? Is he going to become that inside forward for us and do what maybe Diabe was as potentially going to do, or do we keep him on the left and move Alan St. Maximin out on the right? I've always advocated for St. Maximin to play out on the right because I think he's, his productivity is better out there for the games that he's played there. But I, I, I don't know. This has always been my question mark is where is he going to fit into the team if we go and, and pay that money? I, I don't know what you guys think about that. I think left. I, think, I like that heat map for my for my left sided player. Look, look at the work he does at the back yeah. as well. I like that map. It, I imagine that Sam Maxman's looks like a bowl of spaghetti, does it? Because he runs all over the pitch and does not <laughs> does nothing. Um, yeah, I I think Harrison's an upgrade on Sam Maxman because, and I think Eddie Howe would like this player because. He will he will stick to that left hand side and get crosses into the box. If you're playing a Callum Wilson, a Calvert Lewin, or a Chris Wood, he doesn't want to see his winger Dicky dancing on the halfway line and flinging his arms about when he's lost the ball and getting in a huff because he's lost his hairband. He wants yeah. his down the left hand side putting the crossing. Yeah, definitely. And his his productivity is there. You know his pass accuracies, um, his dribbles. Um, are relatively successful in there. He has got pretty tricky feet. If anyone's watched him play, he's, he, he can ball as well. He, he can hit a ball as well. He really can. Definitely. He, he, but he, he's got tricky feet. You, you watch him play, he can trick in, in dancing and out. <laughs> and that was, players, a, and guys, that, that was quite a poor lead team towards the end of the season. Harrison stood up. He was... Yeah. If, you watch, if you were watching Rafinha and Harrison, that team, and Dan James... Rafinha didn't stand up head and shoulders above Jack Harrison so much. Um, Harrison's a very good, and I can see why I can see him as an Eddie Howe type player. Targeting Harrison as good as anything, as good as anything in that top six. You know, look at it, better than anything Man United have got on that left side um, between the two. Between the two, how we'd link up with Matt Target, I think we have to remember that. Um, and that, do you know what? I imagine the one person who wouldn't want Alistair Maximin playing in front of him is probably Kieran Trippier because imagine how much busier his workload would be. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a fair point um, for sure. But you know, other than that, for me, Jack Harrison would be a, a good investment. Um, like you said, he's not he's not a top ceiling player, but at twenty five years old, you you've got someone that can develop and grow and maybe take his next step from Leeds to Newcastle. He's, he's more that old fashioned as my he's more that, he's more that Keith Gillespie type as well, where he will try and beat his man. He will try and get an early crossing, which has some for something if you are playing that big number nine, there's or clearly Eddie Howe is going to play in the next 12 months that big number nine. So you need these early crosses. You can't just rely on Matt Target and keep your fullbacks all the time to do it. You do need these wide men to do that as well. Definitely. Uh, Mark, was there something you wanted to add in? Um uh, <clears throat> there was um just obviously we were chatting before and we were we were talking about you know there's a bit of a, a lull at the moment so um taylor makes a really good point um and i know this will generate a bit of conversation but taylor says hey everyone just a quick message from me stop complaining amanda and pif clearly have a plan and a vision about how they want to go about it as Murdad said patience is a virtue it will come so Pre-coming on air, me and Pete were having a little bit of a chinwag for about five minutes coming on air. And the two of us sat there and said, what is going on with Twitter at the minute? There's way too much negativity. People are freaking out. I've seen some good posts where people have gone, hey, do you remember October the 7th? And this is what we were talking about. We said if we'd have been sat here at this stage back then and somebody said you'd have Nick Pope, Trippier, Dan Byrne, Bruno, Botman, 
and we'd be going into this season on a high, we'd have probably all said, you know, we were as drunk as we were the night of the takeover. <laughs> but there's, there is a lot of negativity. There's a lot of pessimism in particular on Twitter and a bit of what's happening, you know, why have we signed no players? Why have we not done this? We're the richest club in the world. So I think to 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 answer Taylor's piece, I suppose we'll go to Graham first. What's your view on kind of that whole bit of pessimism at the minute with where Newcastle are at? Yeah, I, I I would I would imagine it's because you you know you've upgraded certain parts. I imagine you know it's a slight frustrating that you know you're only two or three signs away from having a real chance here, from having a real chance of competing with Man United. Man United could be in free fall next year, and if they are going to drop out of the top six, Newcastle need to be primed and prepped, ready to take that place. I think Leicester dropped off a little bit, and and you know, but yeah, it, it's. It's one of these situations where they're being careful. The PIF situation, um, or sorry, the financial fair play situation in PIF. I, I do know the Premier League, and I, and I totally just and I feel for Newcastle here, and I think it's a disgraceful, really. We do know the Premier League are keeping a very close eye on Newcastle, um, which is just ridiculous, more so than any club in Premier League history. They didn't do it with City when they were overtaken, they didn't do it with Chelsea, they're probably not doing it with Chelsea now as we speak. And I think, you know, Piff are just making sure that you don't cross any lines or you're not even stepping on the lines. There's no there's no argument here. You know, there's no, um, it's like in the Grand Prix, you're really not even touching the white line, let alone crossing it. You're making sure everything's good. The club is run well. Um, but there is money there. And, and they're making sure they're not going to get ripped off on any deal. And they're making sure they're doing the homework. They need to, everything needs to fit in. I say, I, I would like to see them doing a little bit more but you know you've still got you, you know you've still got a very big squad on big wages and, and when you do sign these big players they do come with big money in so yeah it, it, and I said we've got what six weeks before the window shuts there's still plenty of time I know it seems that we haven't because the Premier League is starting early which isn't helping these these teams but as we said there's a lot to do in the window and it wouldn't really it really wouldn't surprise me if we see the striker the new winger and a central midfielder. In the ideal world, that's what they want. So it really wouldn't surprise me if they get that done. Okay, there you go. Pete, what's your view on it? I know we were chatting beforehand. Yeah, it's um, it's all become a, just a, a little bit sort of, like I say, it's become negative and, not, and it's not from everybody. Like I said, there's so many that have come out with positivity and said, look, uh, and reverted back to October, like you've said, to, reverted back to when we're fighting relegation. Um, and, you know, as we've, as we've already alluded to, there's six weeks left in this window. They're not going to go and sign eight, nine, ten players where you're going to get a new signing every other week that's going to keep you busy and interested. It's not going to be like that even in the future. As we build as a squad, we're going to get to a point over the next four or five years where we might only get two major players, major transfers in one window. And, and and we might have to wait for them or be very patient. You look at Man City, Man City had to wait for a year to get Haaland, but they know that now they've got Haaland, they've got one of the best strikers in the world. At some point in the years to come, we are going to be at that point 
where we're going to have to be patient and wait. And you're not going to get a signing instantly just because you've got money. In that we are playing a very um, intelligent, patient, and business business like game. And and you have to, particularly at the point where every club in the world expects you to just go and splash money down on any player. They've got to play it a certain way. And so that means that we're going to have to be a little bit patient with deals. Graham's talked about later on in the window. He already alluded to Dominic Cavalier and potentially Eddie Howe really likes him. It could be an option later on, but it's it's just not viable to go and show your real keen interest right now and and eventually have to splash sixty million on him. Whereas later and, on in the window, and it, it can could be guys, be a bit later, and it could be like if do you get do you go and get Cavalier now for fifty or do you wait four weeks and get him for forty? You know, it's, it's little things like this as well where it can save you an awful lot of money. And if you know a club is in trouble and, and certain things, and yeah. Um, but I do think there are certain deals, as you said, the, the, the Carney deal from Villa, if that deal comes about, there's a lot of clubs interested. There will be certain deals that they can try and do. But yeah, it's, um, it is a process, as a lot of, you, a lot of the comments are saying. And you, you do need to be patient and it's... It's going to be. A, I do think the frustration does come from you. You realize you do now realize you are that close. Yeah. You, you're probably you're looking at um, maybe if it's season was to start tomorrow and finish. You're looking at about eighth place probably, but you only them. I think I think it's the intriguing thing. You're only a couple of signings away from really, really pushing the West Ham's of this world, even yeah. the Manchester United. And so, whilst frustrating, it's enormously exciting as well for you guys. Yeah, exactly. And I think again, we've 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 chatted on the shows and we've said, you know, I I, I quoted some stuff where you know the first three years, the first two seasons that Man City were all, were were taken over, they brought in players like um Benjani. Wayne Bridge, Benjani, um they brought in Gareth Barry. You know, that, that second season, first into second season, Robinho was the only real marquee signing for want of a better word. But they bought players that they didn't get ripped off on. They bought steady Premier League players. They brought in a bit of youth, and they gradually changed things. and And I think Newcastle are following a very, a very similar picture with that. And I think you know you talk about the the, the Chelsea piece, you know, and and financial fair play. And I I put something on Twitter last night, and I said, oh, it's good good to see Chelsea are refinancing a hundred million worth of debt and are spending a hundred million on players. Can give away a hundred million player to Inter, and there's not a question asked. But Newcastle spend forty million on Bruno, and it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute, what's going on here with PIF? <laughs> so it's you know it's quite farcical. So like, yeah, look, it is kind of what it is. Um, all right, we've got a few questions, and I'm kind of conscious of time, so I'll fly through them. So we'll try and rattle through. So Adam says, Forest have signed a lot of good players. Well, probably apart from Jesse Lingard. Um, first game looking tougher, lads. Anybody think that's the case or? Massively, and Forest. Obviously, I saw a lot of Forest last year as a Middlesbrough fan. I saw them come up. Um, my understanding is Forest could have 15 players signed um, within the next six weeks. They've already got 11, so there's some way on the way of doing it. They've improved every aspect of that team so far. They want another striker, uh, maybe Emmanuel Dennis from Watford, one to look out for. Again, another player linked to Newcastle at mm-hmm. times. Gibbs White, Gibbs White, the love as well. Actually, Gibbs White is an interesting one. He's a player that I'm amazed at Newcastle aren't in for. Morgan Gibbs White is a huge talent available for a certain amount. I really can't, and there might be, Dan, I haven't heard it at the moment. It's Forrest and um, uh, Everton at one point, and also Crystal Palace. I, and in fact, I'd say that I'm surprised, I'd be surprised if Newcastle weren't in for Gibbs White, I'll be honest. Um, but anyway, we'll see what happens with him. But yeah, that first game, 
they've they've improved. Nico Williams, the right back, is wonderful. We've seen that actually Richards, the, the left back, has actually got a broken leg. So yeah, he probably won't be fit for that game. But they've signed Harry Toffolo. Lewis O'Brien is an interesting one, actually. He's he's a very good player. He was probably the best champ- midfielder in championship last season. So he is one to watch. But I think Newcastle will benefit. If you are going to play a Forest, I think playing them the first week is probably a good a good fit. Yeah. Six weeks into the season, I wouldn't want to play them. Steve Cooper is a very good manager. But I think that first game at St. James's, I think that's a perfect game for Newcastle, to be honest. Okay. There you go. I, I was worried the other way around. I've got to be honest. Me, me and Mark were talking about this. And I thought <laughs> the worst time to play a new team is when they're fresh and got so much energy about on first yeah. game of the season. I think with uh, Cooper, he's such a clever manager. Once he gets that message over to these new players, um, they'll, they'll, they'll clear. Really, I, th- I think it's well. a good time to play them because it, it, that is a lot of players to gel. Yeah, um, it's mm, not like it bringing is. in two or three, but look, especially see. this man. Yeah, um, God, you know, it, 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 he's 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 you know he's got a lot of um, negativity over the back of this move. Um, not mm. because he's gone to Forest, or maybe because he's gone to Forest, but it's more about the finances around it between one hundred eighty and two hundred thousand pound a week, only a one year contract. So could that's potentially why, walk yeah, away. That's why it's a, that's a one-year contract. I think the basic I've been told is just over a hundred, etc. It's more than what he was offered at West Ham, and you know there's a re and there's a reason Forest can do it because it's a one-year deal. That's why the area and including bonuses, etc. It could get up to that amount. Right, okay. But it's over a one-year deal, which is why it's a one-year deal. You know, it's not a five-year deal paying him two hundred grand a week. It's a one-year deal with bonuses on top. So, you know, a one-year deal isn't much, you know. They're probably playing similar for Dean Henderson, paying half his wage and a big loan fee. So that's why Forrest are able to pay him good good wages. And, um, yeah, let's not – he's not he's not an 80 grand a week. He's not – that's less than what West Ham offered him. So, yeah, he's 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 gone there. He's gone there to play and impress. But, yeah, the, the checks he's going to get plays a big part. Okay. Just before we move on to the next question, yep. um, there's 340 live watching in the chat. Um, great to have you all with us. As we always say, that thumbs up makes a massive difference yep. to the channel. Just take smash a second that like. and smash that like. And whilst you're there, click the subscribe button if you're new to the channel. Come and join the Loaded family. Well on the way to 5K in just over a year, which is an amazing achievement Phenomenal. for any for any channel, especially just five dads that love talking about Newcastle <laughs> as yep. we are. And we've got fantastic guests like Graham on. So just make sure you click that subscribe, hit that like up now, get us up to 340 because it's 340 in the chat. That would be fantastic. Um, uh, right, Mark, any other questions? I know there's more. Yeah, questions. I've got a few. I've got about 20 here, so I'll try and rattle through. And um, there's a couple of comments on a couple. So, um, Alan Virginius, any winger from France, anything in this? Uh, it's not one of my radar, but you know, Newcastle got a tremendous scouting network down there. Um, I know the name, but it wasn't for Newcastle, I must admit. So, um, okay. I, I think you know, I think if it is a youngster, it will be like an Ekateki or Diaby. It needs to be a youngster who can come in and make an immediate impact. Okay. Um, they may sign someone's spot. No, I don't think. I think if someone's going to come in, it'd be like a, um, a Harrison or someone who can who okay. can do that as well. What about this kid then? Mm. Yes, go. Yeah. Little yeah, little bit of stuff from his agent, a little bit of playing on yeah. Instagram and everything else. Yeah, mischief. I did. I did report on this actually. Um, today he's he's a very good player, but he is the heir apparent to Kareem Adeyemi, who moved um, yes. to Borussia Dortmund to take the place of Haaland. He's um, yeah, he's not he's not going anywhere. He's got the Champions League to look forward to. Um, he's one of Salzburg's latest products. Salzburg, Salzburg, who have a wonderful. 
um, stream of strikers, you know, Patson, Daka, Erling Haaland, Kareem Adeyemi. So if you know you're coming off that conveyor belt, you are a very good player. And he actually said a month ago, it was in the story, um, that he's he's definitely not leaving the season because Milan and Spurs yeah. inquired. Um, a little bit of mischief, I think, on the agent's behalf. And I, I think he is on Newcastle's list. There's no denying that. But yeah, he won't be leaving um, Salzburg because if he was to leave, it would take an enorm- enormous bid to get him. Um, and obviously Newcastle have obviously got a limited budget to a certain extent. Um, I think if they were to do it, it would be someone a bit more. Um, okay, not not capable is the wrong word, but you know he, he's only started. He hasn't he hasn't even played virtually a full season for Salzburg yet. So um, I think it's a bit early for him as well. Would have been more high profile. Would be looking for maybe. Yeah, if you're going to spend because what it'd take at least forty million to get him out. So yeah, it would be high profile with a more of a track record um, to get someone to to go for the number nine shirt. Okay, we've got a couple of shout-outs as well, um, just to do as well. So, Dougie Morris, fair play, became a new member. So, thanks for that. Um, I do want to give a shout-out, firstly, to Adam and also to Shane. Those folks that do join us from the likes of Australia, New Zealand, um, Canada, all these other crowds, in particular Australia, New Zealand, um, Shane, who's normally with us, 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning, getting up to watch us before work and stuff. that's massively, massively appreciated. So I just did want to give them a shout out. Uh, Paul Oxley, just wanted to raise this. I'm sure we'll have a, a quick view on it. But obviously Dwight Gale recently signed a, a three-year contract, now leaving on a free, um, going off to Stoke. Um, obviously a part and gift from Mike Ashley with a three-year deal and then sending him on a free. But yeah, look, from my perspective, Dwight Gale has been a really good servant to the club. Six years, um, scored some crucial goals, particularly, as Paul says there, got us out of the championship with his goals. And uh, from my perspective, will forever be looked back on for his uh, the mags are going up, Sunderland's going down dance. Yeah. So, yeah, we wish him all the very best at Stoke. And uh, I'm sure he'll score goals down there after a, with a two year deal. Great, great. Um, why, why didn't Borough go for him? Why didn't we did, we, yeah, we did go for him. We went for quite a few. There's a reason our squad numbers just been announced. There's a reason we don't have a 9, 10 or 11 at the minute. And we're waiting for these loan players to come available. The former Newcastle striker, Adam Armstrong, is very high on our wish list. We actually want five strikers, so we're at least three short at the moment. So we've got a bit of um, building to do before the start of the season, which is next week for us. Um, but we've made some very good signs. But yeah... Um, Dwight Gale, we did go for, but yeah, he was just on a bit too much money for us. So um, Stoke had paid him. That. He was on a bit too much money for us. That's why he's gone. Yeah. Um, question then from Chris Hall, obviously part of the loaded team. He's uh, He was on a train, apparently couldn't come home for a week. So as Mrs. said, because the, tra- the, the track was bent in the heat. So he's been uh, he's been dossing somewhere down the country. Um, he said, do you think the owners will exercise the same patience as we did with Botman in the pursuit for Diaby? Or do you think we'll maybe go back in January for him or next summer if we don't get him now? I don't think it'll be January because I, th- I think Bayer will be deep into European football and challenging possibly for the Bundesliga title. I think if you want Diaby, you've got to get him this summer. I think it's, it'll be a huge ask. He's gonna, he's likely going to go to the World Cup with France. If he goes there and performs, that's not saying Newcastle couldn't get him, but you are to then looking at top four clubs, etc. I think this is the window to get someone like him. And I think okay. the owners should strike now. That's not to say, you know, you might finish, hey, who knows, you finish fourth Champions League, he comes in. But I think sometimes you have to take that, make that little bit of a push. And, you know, I sound a bit biased for Dwyer um, but I love him as a player. He's, 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 he's absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I do wonder if this is your only chance to get him, really. 
Okay. I'm just I'm just going to steal in ahead of Martin here. Yeah, you, on, you've mentioned about that about Diaby. It's either kind of now or never. Do you think it's the same with this man, Lucas Paqueta? Obviously, you've talked about a lot within Newcastle fan base. Uh, Bruno's friend talked about the picture of him in Newcastle wearing the top. All the rest of it. Is it a case of now or never for Lucas Paqueta as well? I don't think so because it's a different type of player. He's a centre midfielder. Um, I'm, I wouldn't read too much out of these having his, having his feet slashed in half. We know the Leon um, Ulas does, is not is, a, is one of the toughest negotiators in Europe. Um, he's an interesting one. I, I, I quite like Paqueta. Could he have the same impact as England's Bruno? I'm not 100% sure. Um, do, do you not spend huge on the on the striker in right midfield? I think Paqueta could be that number 10 option, maybe, as we spoke about. Mm. I, obviously, Newcastle have looked at him, like him. He's certainly a bit on the expensive side at the moment, but did they look at him late at the window? Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. As yeah. uh, Leslie says, there's Paqueta a possibility for later in the window. Somebody also said, was there any chance we might offer ASM in part exchange for uh, Pocada and uh, offer him back up to Leon? Um, you know, you know, these sometimes not beyond the realms of fantasy. Like, no, I, I think I've probably been a bit down on ASM. Um, but I only say it because, as I said at the start of the show, I'm saying it from a top, Newcastle's a top six proposition now. I'm not saying you as 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 mid as even mid table. I'm saying you as pushing for the top six. Yeah. So any players coming in or players staying have to be able to take part in that journey for Newcastle to get there. And if you're not, there's no point in having you there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Great point. Um, <clears throat> just to answer this one for Ray, um, I know there is a, a little bit of talk going on. Is there any chance a load of gang and chatters could have a pre-season meetup? Well, there are a few guys going to preseason. Daz will be um, Daz will be at the Forest game. Um, I'm hoping to get over sometime beforehand, um, certainly pre-Christmas. But um, not sure whether we are meant to say or not to say. It, but the loaded gang, so myself, Pete, Chris, Richie, and uh, Daz, we have um, bought ourselves some hospitality seats for the Southampton game in April. Um, hopefully it doesn't get changed because otherwise me and Daz are going to get stuck. But the entire loaded team are over in Newcastle in April, um, early next year for the Southampton game. So I'm sure as we get closer, we will we will try and do something. There is a bit of talk. Richie is trying to do a little bit of work in perhaps we might try and do a loaded live somewhere um, if we could get a venue or do different things. So there's a lot of talking going on. But the one thing that is for definite is we will be over in Newcastle next April. The load of boys are coming to Newcastle and we're going to go the game. We're going to have a few beers. So anybody that's in the chat that's around as we get closer, you can meet us outside and inside. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a great day. So yes, we are coming home, as they say. Definitely. Uh, and, and Lisa's put in the chat, Loaded Fest is a go. It is loaded a go. Fest there'll be, is a go yes. there'll be more, more information on that. Look, uh, I have to say, I've been getting messages from people that are Newcastle fans in the chat and, and various others uh, in DMs saying just how much of a fantastic guest you've been tonight, Graham. I really appreciate your your you taking the time and your knowledge on, on Newcastle. Have you got another, say, 10 minutes just to answer some questions, or do you need to... Of course, shoot yeah, yeah, of course. Not, not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. My, my missus is recording Love Island, so we can come to it when we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's what Daz is doing. Good stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, there's, look, uh, the other thing, just before we do kick in, 
there's loads of comments and stuff in the chat. I'm trying to get through them as much as I can. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's not as many of us here tonight, so, so we're trying to get through as much as we can. We haven't even mentioned sponsors yet, which we'll kind of do before the end. Yeah. So if I don't get to your comment and I don't get the question out, I do apologize, um, but we are trying to rattle through in the time that we've got uh, Graham with us. So, yeah. All right, Pete, go on. Yeah, look, I've got a couple of questions um, just around certain players, really. Um, there's been a lot of interest, um, obviously, in Jack Harrison. We've talked about him earlier on in the show. But then on the back of that, um, there's been some new links today. And there's a few Arsenal fans that have been messaging me before the show saying, are you going to mention this man? Nicholas mm. Pepe. Um, now, there's been a lot of links that there's a potential deal to be had. And I know that you alluded to that in your piece that you wrote uh, today uh, on, on an update on all things Newcastle. But obviously, the Arsenal Times have said, Justin, Newcastle have Nicolas Pepe on a target list and find the, uh, the Ivorian right winger attainable this summer. Some have also mentioned that it could be a possible loan um, or a small fee. What, what do you know about this, Graham? Yeah, well, I can actually read them out. I've got a, um, a message from a source close to Pepe Camp. Um, and I can read it almost almost verbatim. I'm going to double check. He is looking for a fresh challenge. His ability would appeal to Newcastle. He isn't looking for the same terms. He just wants the right platform. Um, and obviously, Arsenal are looking to move him on. He could be an intriguing sign, this boy. Let's not forget, before he went to Arsenal, he was a massive player in France. And they paid £72 million for this guy. And you know, it, and what I like about him, I think it'll appear to Eddie Howe, it's cl he's clearly not a troublemaker. You know, he, we haven't heard much of this kick up his thing. Yeah, in January, he was linked with a low move. Why wouldn't he? He wasn't getting his game. I think he ticks a lot of boxes, this guy. And I'd say if he's available on loan and he's the option, you know, if he's available on loan, then you can plough all the money into the striker front and maybe a centre midfielder. Yeah, they, they, I keep an eye on this one, guys. He, he ticks an awful lot of boxes. Yes, of course, he's a risk. It, it didn't work out for him at Arsenal for whatever circumstance. You know, a lot of players hasn't worked at Arsenal. William Saliba, the best young player in France last year, hasn't kicked the ball for Arsenal since he signed two years ago. So it doesn't always work out for these players, you know. Uh, this is William Saliba linked to Barcelona today as well. So that sort of example, you know, guys. Um, yeah, Nicholas Pettit, really interesting one. It is a possibility, this one. Um, he does tick a lot of boxes. He's available. And as you say, it, it, even a bit maybe on loan at some point. But yeah. Um, there is a little bit in this. Interesting one. We talked about Pepe earlier on in the really early on in the window. Did, and yeah, early, didn't early on, really yeah. anything come from it. Now, obviously, uh, um, Graham's confirmed that there is interest in there, um, and he is potentially looking at a new challenge. Obviously, from your source, Martin. What you what do you think about that? What do you think about the potential of of someone like Nicolas Pepe coming to Newcastle, being that right winger as an alternative to Diaby? I think I think, do you know what it is. I think like Graham. I think he'd do a good. I think he'd do a decent job for us. I think if it's a if, if is it a loan option, probably I'd say would be the best thing to take him, take him for the season. We'd certainly give him the platform. Um, I think he's, I think he's stalled at Arsenal, and I think sometimes the player just stagnates, um, and it and it just doesn't matter what they try and do to to turn it round. They're just wrong player at the wrong team, and I think that's what I think that's what's happened with him. If I'm honest. So sometimes, you know, it's like a new new spruce of paint on a bedroom. Sometimes you give I'd it a little bit of love. Look at Coutinho. In his career, he's he stalled at various points. He went from Brazil to Inter as a brilliant teenager. Nothing worked. Went to Liverpool, became the best player in the Premier League. 
went to Barcelona, stalled again, and then he's come to Villa. And I know he was a, he was the best player in the park when Villa for me at Villa at St James's. He's, he's turned it on again. So yeah, some of these players, it's well worth it's well worth looking at. You know, look at Frankie De Jong, probably the biggest transfer window when he goes to United. He, he stalled at Barcelona a bit. Um, yes, as Mike said, it's, sometimes it is just the right the right player at the wrong club. Mm, okay, definitely. And look, you know, he he was he was producing some great football before he came to us. Mm. They came to us, and then they. Difficult moment as what's already been 70, 72 million pounds. I paid for him yeah. that price tag. We know what a price tag can do to a player. <laughs> Just look at Joe Linton when he came mm. in with that price tag, the number nine on, the, on his back. It can affect a player. You change that and you bring him in where he's not got that additional pressure. You look at what Joe Linton's done now. Now, Bruno Gamerez has effectively got that transfer and that Wilson's got the number nine. He's now producing the football that we, we wanted initially. Can Pepe come with a fresh mindset, with fresh eyes, with with Eddie Howe as his manager, produce the best football? Um, you know, let, let's see. And he's still got years ahead of him. But yeah, a little bit of an interesting update with, with regards to that. One other player, sorry, Mark, um, just to yeah, on, jump in. Um, one, one other player that's been talked about quite a bit um, in the last week or so, and there's rumours that there's a bid there's a bid being made um, and rejected within this time, and that's uh, Ivan Tony. It's clear that we've been looking for a striker um, uh, to come in and either rival Wilson or be as a backup. Obviously, we know Ivan Tony well. He played at Newcastle United previously, and there's been talk um, that we've been considering them, uh, considering that bid. Um, and there's been talk, obviously, from Mark Douglas that said they want at least forty million um, for him. Um, is anything that you know about that, uh, Graham, with regards to an update on Ivan Tony? Is it a deal that could be done? Um, in short, no. I know Brentford, well, yeah. got contacts there. Brentford have no interest in selling Ivan Tony. And if you did, you'd have to be north of 50 million. Now, a lot of people scoff at that. Let's look back to the summer of 2020 when they had Ollie Watkins at Brentford. Not a single minute of Premier League football. Uh, they sold him for what? 35 million pounds they sold him for. Ivan Tony has a, a, a season's worth of Premier League football underneath his belt. So if you think you're going to get Ivan Tony for a, a fee anywhere near what they got for Ollie Watkins, after just championship football, you must have been mistaken. Brentford don't need to sell and they won't sell. Um, so, yeah, I this isn't happening. It won't happen this summer. Yeah, there you go. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Because um, the, the, the price has been set, guys, you know. Um, they, they've set that price. Um, it's what you would expect. So, um, there's no reason for Brentford to sell. He's in London. Um, we was talking about your contract. I don't think that'll happen this summer, but potentially, you know, Tony could, he's one of those who's probably on the fringes of England. You know, if he, first six games, he scores 10 goals, he could go to the World Cup. Everyone, had, you know, the, there's still a space available now, I think, on that plane for the Harry Kane understudy. You know, we saw that Gareth possibly isn't the biggest fan of Tammy Abraham. He didn't play him in Nations League, hardly had a kick. So we do know, and so it's for Calvert-Lewin as well. That's why I think Calvert Lewin coming back to him will probably push for a Newcastle move. If he ain't got Newcastle and score goals, he's probably going to go to the World Cup. Yeah, no, great point. Uh, uh, last one from me. Obviously, you touched about um, a few plays in your latest article. If anyone's not seen um, uh, Graham's latest article from today, um, go go and go and read it. You'll see it there. Um, obviously, go to his Twitter handle and you'll be able to find it. Um, uh, there was. 
three players that you talked about within that that I thought were really interesting. So I'll put them all together in one. What is the interest in, firstly, Dwight McNeil and then Maxwell Corne? And then interestingly, more than anything, Memphis Depay. Um, what are the sort of like, it, it, what? how deep is Newcastle's interest with those three players? Yeah, they are very different. Memphis Depay, he's been offered around Europe. Newcastle are one of the clubs. You'd expect that to be 28. An interesting option, you know. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily rule that out. He's a top quality performer. Uh, could he be available on loan? Probably not, given Barcelona's financials. But if you can get him for 2025, I think he's probably one who is on the long list, as I would put it. I don't think he'd be at the, the top of the agenda for them. You know, is he an Eddie Howe type player? I think that would be a concern, you know, with Memphis Depay. So, hmm, it's, it's it's not impossible, but I'd say he was on the, he was on the long list. Dwight McNeil and Corny are both very interesting prospects. Both McNeil you could probably get for less than 20. I like him. He likes to run with the ball. He's English. Mm. Um, I think that Eddie Howe would like him. Um, you know, he, he ticks all the boxes. But like Jack Harrison, you know, I, for me, I think McNeil. It's it's a tough one. He's a bigger risk than Jack Harrison. But as I referred to before, guys, I think someone like McNeil would have a bigger ce- a bigger ceiling in that he could possibly become better than Jack right. Harrison. Whereas Jack Harrison currently probably is a better player. And you know what you're going to get out of him. McNeil and Eddie Howe could become a very, very good player. Um, I like to like him. I think he's a confidence player. And I think he's worth a look. And the other one, Maxwell Cornet, is fascinating. He's got release clause of less than £20 million. Look at his. I tell you what, if you want to see a winger who scores an assist, look at Maxwell Cornet from last season in a worse team than Newcastle. That Burnley team, let's, don't forget how poor that Burnley team was. They were awful. But Maxwell yeah. Corner, what a little world. Whoever gets Maxwell Corner now, what a what a signing that is for less than 20 million. Is it a 17 million release club? club? Yeah, 17.5. Right? And you know, obviously he had a few issues in France, which is why obviously Burnley got him in the let's not forget he was at Burnley for a reason. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, yeah, that's that's the thing. Let's not forget he, he he had a few issues at, at Leon before. But you know, let's not forget, um, Bruno knows him from their time together. Um Very true. I I like I think Connor is one where yeah, and to be honest, I'm told that Connor has a lot of offers. He's got a lot of interest, not unsurprisingly, from the continent as well. I think he's just weighing up his options. I think Newcastle are one of those ones who are sniffing. Why wouldn't they? It's one of those, it's a bit like the Carney deal from Villa. You know, the deal's that good. Why wouldn't you be in the mix? And I think that's one of those. But yeah, I think McNeil and Connor, they're both on the list. Very interesting options. And and this is why Newcastle was all taking the time. They're making sure they do the homework uh, on these players. They're making sure they're looking around what options are out there and and there's nobody going to suddenly jump up out of them that they don't know about so yeah it's it's a fascinating one that and um yeah and and does that then the prospect did sign corny and and harrison instead of a striker yeah listen he may instead sign two wingers instead of a striker i think number nine is his main one but they may look at uh, different different options that become available interesting Really, really interesting. Well, look, we'll we'll leave it there for tonight. Um, Graham, uh, thank you for for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Honestly, some of the comments and the DMs and and messages that I'm getting off the back of you coming and joining us have said it's been a really, really informative. um, I haven't seen too many many anti-Middlesbrough comments, so always good. 
No, they're a decent uh, bunch, to be fair. Yeah, we, we, the one thing we'll always say is our, our, our loaded family in the chat, they're always very, very respectful, really appreciative of anybody, any any per person that takes the time to come and join us on our shows and and definitely tonight for, for yourself. So uh, really, really appreciate your time, uh, Graham. Um, hopefully, maybe later on in the window, we you can join us again for a little of bit course, of an update. Yeah, of course, not a problem, guys. Anytime you want me, let me know. Definitely. Um, so at that point, um, we'll just do a quick run through um, of the the sponsors just to round up the show. So, Mark, if, if I just whack the pictures up. If yep, you, you do it. I'll wrap along. Go for it. Good stuff. So Machine House. Yep, Machine House, obviously uh, top one of our top top sponsors. Um, get online. Um, you can subscribe to their mailing list. Huge range of T-shirts, hoodies. Loads of different other stuff. Martin and the guys at Machine House. Newcastle-based company. Some real, real top clobber they've got on there, as Pete's putting up there. So get yourself online. Get yourself um, a couple of bits of gear. And I think Martin and the guys are also working on, hopefully over the next while, they're going to do a loaded code for us um, where you get a little bit of discount online as well. So, yep. Shout just out to Machine just House. Guys, I will wear one of those. If you send it to me next year, I will wear one, if you want me to. Right, tell you what, let's get on to Mark. There you go, Marty. The challenge is there. Graham Bailey will wear a T-shirt if you want to hook him up, pal. There you go. No, not a problem. I'm sure he will. He's a decent lad for a Celtic supporter. <laughs> Definitely. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just looking on here. I haven't got any of the other um, sponsors. Uh, I think Daz has got okay, rid of Do you want me just so, to shout out? Yeah, I've got, uh, yeah, out no, I've got one. So we will um, obviously give a shout out to Shy Benz. I know Simon was in the chat. Um, so as you can see, he not only does his own gear, but the Loaded Mag NUFC T-shirts are online. You can have a myriad of colors. Um, and he splits that with some towards the Newcastle Foundation um, and some towards the channel, which goes to help us run in StreamYard and other bits and pieces. So get on to Shy Baines. I know he's been doing really well. He's got loads of different bits, caps, T-shirts, um, but in particular the Loaded range, including cups. Um, bottles, loads of different bits and pieces. So go on there. It's um, it's helping me and Pete pay for our holidays. So that's those guys. Also need to give a shout out to Pins and Prints. Um, again, you can get onto Pins and Prints. We haven't got the bid on there, but uh, Pins and Prints. And then last but not least, I'm sure I'm probably going to miss someone. If you want to listen back to this, loads of people kept going on, and I was going on a daz about getting us up onto Spotify. We're now on Spotify, but we can also tell you we are now also up on iTunes. So you can listen back to this breaking news. Daz has been working hard in his off days. Um, you can get us on Spotify or you can get us on uh, iTunes, on Apple. And you can yeah. listen back to the shows that we do and the back catalogue. So, yeah, get yourself on to them. Get yourself out for a walk with the dog or whatever you do and a uh, bit of downtime and listen to us back if you don't get to watch it. So there you go. Definitely. And just one last plug. Get those thumbs up, those likes in on your way out tonight. Um, well over um, 360, 370 watching um, at points in the show. Uh, and we're on the way to 5K. Well on the way to 5K. So click that subscribe on your way out. Um, absolutely fantastic. And yep. there we are, guys. Another loaded, fully loaded transfer show in the bank. Uh, watch that back. Lots of great chat. Lots of great noise from Graham. And like I said, we're here to be back later on in the in the transfer window but yeah it'd be good to get graham on towards the back end and maybe we, one of the things we've talked about for a few times about the show is kind of like doing a a sunday supplement type show with a with a few kind of writers and journals and stuff on so we've got a few that have come on to the show it'd be good to see can we 
try and line up something like that towards the back end. Obviously, the likes of I know Pete Graves and people, and, and obviously Graham and, and Lee and some of the guys are busy, busy towards the last couple of days. But we'll see, can we get a few lined up? Or I'm sure we'll get Graham back. A lot of love from the people in the chat for you, Graham. So thanks very much again, mate. I appreciate that, guys. Fair play for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. And for all the chatters, a pleasure as always. Yeah. Um, I'm now on holiday for the next week, so I'm going to be enjoying the sun. Chris um, is in charge. Yeah, uh, so um, I'll still be watching very, very closely all the loaded uh, shows that will be uh, available next week. But yeah. until then, guys, you take care, and we will speak to you very, very soon. Have a good evening. Be safe, evening. guys. Have a good evening. Graham, thanks again. Oh. 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 Oh.